Welcome to the PreparedX podcast, your complete source for crisis, emergency, business continuity and security preparedness interviews, news, and much more. Now, your host, he creates chaos for a living, Rob Burton. Hello, and welcome to episode 105 of the PreparedX podcast. I'm your host, Rob Burton. And just before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by First Look. First Look is a customized crisis simulation exercise service by PreparedX. We design it, you deliver it. See more details at preparedx.com slash first look. Well, today I'm joined by Gabrielle uh, Friedlander, who is the founder of Wiser, a cybersecurity training company. Welcome, Gabby. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, nice to be chatting with you again. Uh, before we get started, Gabby, can you let uh, our listeners know a little bit more about your career so far, please? Sure. So I've been in uh, I've been an entrepreneur most of my career. I would say, uh, actually, my first yeah, my first job was <laughs> a startup that I that I started and failed. And yeah. since then, uh, I was fortunate to have some successful uh, startups. Um, the last one before Wiser was Observe It. It was an insider threat uh, prod solution for uh, mitigating insider threat. Mm -hmm. And um, that went on for about 12 years. And we sold it a few years ago to Proofpoint, which is now part of their uh, bigger ecosystem. And uh, yeah, from monitoring people internally and making sure, you know, people are not making mistakes and, and trying to... Uh, um, help companies avoid insider threat. I moved to Wiser to start Wiser, which is about training people how to avoid um, putting the business at risk and their personal life uh, from the get go. So That's it was great. sort of like a natural uh, progression for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we we love everything that uh, Wiser does and, and puts out. Um, certainly through LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn, and the other um, social networks that you're on. But um, you know, great, great, um, great product that you've put together. So um, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I recommend everyone taking a look at that, and we can provide some more details at the end of the show here. So I'd like to start off um, with with you know talking about the essentials. You know, why is it essential for every organization? Because I, I know you're big um, with, with smaller medium and, e and even families as well that should be taking cybersecurity training. Why is that? Yeah. So I think it's like you said, I think it's, it goes beyond the company. It's part of our life. We live in a digital world as much as we live in the physical world today. Um, we learn to drive safely, right? Because yeah. we can't trust technology. You know, we can't trust car safety features alone. We understand that in the physical world, we look left and right before crossing the street. Again, these are the stuff that we are used to in the physical world. We need to take that same mentality and apply it to the digital world. Technology alone can't give us, you know, um, the protection that that we we want in order to feel safe. It has to be a shared responsibility. It has to be split between features and and tools that help us keep safe, but also how we behave. We can't just behave, you know. Uh, in in a way that puts us at risk and and think that technology will always uh, keep us safe. It just doesn't work like that. Um, so this is why I think we need to do this. We need to think about security awareness as part of our well-being. Mm -hmm. I think it needs to start at home. It needs to start with our kids. Uh, and then, you know, 
once we know how to behave safely, we apply the same things at work. So I think organizations today have the opportunity to make a difference in people's life. And I think one of the reasons that I also started Wiser because I felt that companies were too much focused on trying to, you know, it's only about them, right? Like protecting the company from cyber attacks, which is understandable. But I really thought that security awareness shouldn't be looked as a chore. It, yeah. It's a benefit. It's something right. that companies need to understand and and sell that internally because they can actually make a huge difference in people's life with all the knowledge that the security team has in order to make people feel safer online. So yep. that's sort of why we created Wiser to give that, um, to basically expand security awareness beyond you know keeping companies' data safe, which is yeah. obviously core to us. But beyond that, we also want to you know, expand. Yeah. And I really love the, uh, the, the short videos. I know that's a big part of, uh, you know, um, you know, your, uh, you know, your delivery methodology. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, so why do those short videos make that, uh, that big impact? Uh, what, what's, what's the, I mean, I, I, I love, you know, stories, storytelling is so mm -hmm. important and, uh, and you have some, you know, great storytellers that uh, deliver these, uh, videos. Mm -hmm. So, um, is that a big part of the, the impact there? Yeah, actually it's a huge part. Um, First of all, if we want, you know, store videos is how we communicate today. It's everywhere, right? Yep. It's like marketers understand the power of video. They're pushing it on TikTok and on Instagram and like all the media that we consume today is mostly made out of videos. And if, and I say, if marketers are able to convince us to buy something, in 30 seconds, you know, and it's hard to get somebody to buy something, yeah. but if they are successful to do that in 30 seconds or less, sometimes why we should be able to convince people to turn on multi-factor authentication for their own safe in, you know, the same amount of time. We just yeah. need to work harder in order to think like a marketer, right? We need to sell our videos uh, internally. It's, it's our job to make sure that people want to consume it. And I think, one of the issues that security awareness has, and it's still it's still a problem, but you know it is what it is, is that people are forced to watch the training, which basically makes the training, the the vendors that create the training, they don't need to think too much about how appealing it is or you know how how much people want to watch it because they have to. Yeah. So I think that reduces the quality of content. So when you start to create short videos, and, and the reason I'm sharing them also on LinkedIn beyond the bigger vision of making security awareness a basic life skill, it's actually a great a great test for us as a company to see if people want to watch it. Right. Because it's optional, right? Nobody has to watch it on LinkedIn. It's nobody has to click like. Nobody's forced to do that. But the fact that we're getting, you know, some of our videos have over a hundred thousand views, right? So yeah. like that for me means this is high quality content that people want to watch. Yep. And so we think like marketers in, in to some degree, we create emotional hooks to get people's attention from the get go. Uh, we need to keep their attention. We create some mystery um, and we use stories, like you said, and, and stories are really, really important. Uh, you know, we 
our parents told us many stories to teach us lessons, right? Yes. It's something that yeah. is, <laughs> who doesn't read? And some of those stories may not have been true, right? <laughs> but they still, you know, it's it's something that has been used forever. And people remember better that way. And it also put things in context. You know, how many times we tell people, uh, didn't you, you know, look at the email address? Like, how come you clicked, you know, but you don't understand the context of things. Yeah. And I think when when you hear how the scam unfolded, you better understand the threat than just telling people hover your mouse over the link and, you know, and that <laughs> that's not enough. Like people need to understand the psychology that goes behind it and how easy it is for everyone to fall for this type of scam. So I think, you know, short videos and stories just work really, really well. Yeah, and I think you know, for, you know, again, think thinking from personal experience, but as well as you know, working with our clients, I think you know, as these star stories, these short stories that um, that you produce um, start to unfold, I think a lot of people can say, "Oh, I nearly did that," or "Yes, yeah, I may have done that a few years ago, and I got away with it." But today, I probably wouldn't get away with it. Um, so, so yeah, r really important. So, can you give a few examples of um, you know short stories that have worked? You know, probably more in terms of the style and the format uh, of the video and uh, not so much the content yeah so what we do um okay so a few things this is actually interesting how do we create our stories um first of all we talk to victims or we interview and or we get you know we get information from them to because we want it to be as genuine as possible we i have to say that we change a few things because sometimes you know there's too many details and we have to keep it short but the overall structure of the story is you know stays stays true then what we do um we tried at the beginning to work with the actual victims and tell their stories um one um many of them prefer to stay anonymous it's a little bit hard yeah so and i get it and that's another problem that you know i think needs to be changed people shouldn't be embarrassed about being cyber right. victims you know yeah. like it can happen to anyone. Doesn't mean anything about you. It means that you're just a victim. That's all it means. So no need to be embarrassed. Um, but that's like a, a whole new discussion that we can talk about. Yeah. I think so. What we do is, once we have the structure of the story, we have uh, we have partnered with many content creators online. Some of them are from TikTok. Some of them are from Instagram. Some of them are you know YouTubers because they're very very good at um, doing those short videos and telling stories. They don't have the expertise in security. We have that. But by partnering with them, we're able to create those emotional hooks at the beginning. We're able to deliver the story in a very interesting way. That's why, you know, and also, by the way, they later on, what they do is they share it on their platforms as well, which increases usually the exposure yeah. Uh, and the reach because we want to go beyond the companies. We know we actually want to help people, uh, you know, stay away from these scams. So this is how we usually do it. Uh, we work with professional people that understand social media. We yeah. talk to victims. Uh, we come in and uh, also add our part, which is more like how to avoid this next time, the psychology behind it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's sort of the... Um, the process that we're going through and, and we're delivering, we're doing usually at least one or two stories a month. Unfortunately, there are too many. So it's not like hard to find victims and it's not hard 
to find stories. Um, it's just so many. You know, we we're doing something uh, called Wiser in the City, where we go during usually the weekends. Our crew goes to New York City and, you know, Times Square and other places. And we just interview people on the street, asking them, you know, have you ever been hacked or yeah. uh, do you know anyone? And I would say nine out of 10 say yes. And they have a story <laughs> to tell. Yeah, I've seen some of those videos they, they really work really well. I mean, that's that's a big popular TikTok thing, I think, at the moment uh, where yeah. you see, <clears throat> you know, individuals interviewing just random people on the street. And, yeah. and again, it's storytelling, right? Yeah. It's, it's everything that we do at Prepared X in terms of creating a storyline to challenge a leadership team to walk through, whether it's a cyber event or, or some kind of physical threat or natural yeah. disaster that impacts their operations. So but when you put that story together and you walk them through this timeline of this story um you know people are engaged and i think that's that's the win-win because we walk away from these stories uh remembering them and that's the whole point of this right it needs to resonate with them and they need to take away in their mind okay you know i remembered something i you know whether whether it was uh you know a smile because of the way the story was told which mm -hmm. re reminds you of the story because of the way it was delivered um or whether it was you know a serious the serious side of it and you know that, that actually nearly happened to me so i you know, i'll remember this I'll remember this particular threat or, you know, whatever it might be that um, that uh, you're uh, you're delivering. Um, I also remember there, there was one, this one lady, just as an example, you understand the psychology behind it? She was like so uh, surprised she was hacked because she has Norton antivirus, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> like it's it's it shows you that there's also a false sense of security and yeah. why it's happening. Right. Yeah. So because people think they are secure. Yeah. So that's part of that context. And that's part of like when you interview people on the street, you know, not necessarily security professionals, you actually get a really good sense of like why these scams happen. Yep. Yep. That's right. Uh, well, so what are the, some of the topics right now in terms of, uh, you know, what you're seeing, like, hearing on, on the street in terms of, you know, what's what's popular, I guess, right now in, in terms of those uh, different cybersecurity threats? So there's always the traditional ones, you know, that have been popular forever, like, you know, phishing, spear phishing and all of that. But I think the things are people are really interested and, you know, it's uh, eye opening are the deep fakes uh, yeah. because, it's you know, A, it's interesting. B, for many people, it's entertaining. You know, they see that and then they can imagine, you know, while when they see that, you know, for example, the Tom Cruise deep fake, there's a lot of them going on yep. and people can understand how that can be applied in a scam. And then they're curious to understand, you know, so how can I avoid this? So um, a lot around that I've seen. Also a lot around communication. So, you know, whether it's WhatsApp or or different communication tools that we're using. Um, also like DMs in LinkedIn and stuff like that. Yep. Because what happens is that people's uh, accounts get stolen and then they uh, scam those the you know the victim's friends yep. so we see that um stolen identities and job scams where you think you're talking to the right recruiter and it's not that person and so people want to understand it has to do more with also social media and how do i know that i'm talking with the right person again it's sort of also linked to that deep fake a little bit with you know uh impersonation mm -hmm. i think another one that i've seen that people are willing to listen more um, and it's surprising. It's privacy. And I'm happy to see that people want to know more about privacy now than I than I feel, you know, a few years ago. 
So uh, we do, for example, a lot of cool tips and small things. How do you know what settings you should turn on or off on your iPhone and and how not to be tracked and stuff like that. Um, so people are interested in that. I, I see more. And from a business side, I see things like supply chain, um, a lot around that, API security. I see more for developers. People mm -hmm. want to know, you know, how does how to develop secure and because there's more and more um hacks around, you know, API security. So I think those are the main things again beyond the traditional ransomware, right. uh phishing and all of that. This is just things that I think people are just willing to listen more. Yeah, and that's the dynamic nature of the world that we live in in terms of these threats and, uh, you know, the, the adversary, uh, whether it's an individual, uh, you know, looking to make a few bucks or whether it's a, you know, state-sponsored, uh, you know, nation um, that's backing, you know, a group or groups, uh, you know, looking to, you know, uh, you know capture information. And yeah. whatever it might be, there's they're always looking at a different angle, right? And and it's you know we're gonna keep on our toes. So th this is really important. And it's more interesting, you know, like how, yeah. how how much can we tell people hover over the link? You know, like people people are if you want to increase their security awareness in general, I think again it goes back to story and interesting things. So the deep fake and the supply chain that's like eye opening for them, and. It doesn't matter how you do it, you know, which attack vector, as long as they're now more cautious in general because they understand the world they live in and that they have to pay more attention than ever. You know, that's when we win, when yep. when people are just more self-aware in general versus specifically, you know, the technical attack vector, which, of course, they need to learn about. But I think if we step one, you know, one step higher, it's that self-awareness. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, can you tell us about the Wiser Training Platform as we start to uh, wrap up here? Some of the benefits uh, organizations uh, can gain from this. So we have uh, two offering. One is a free version, which is amazing, really. It's an entire platform that includes the learning management that's free, uh, the videos, the security awareness videos. Uh, at least the, the main part is free. Uh, reporting is free, uh, employees get certificates. So if you really want to run a full-blown security awareness solution, not just videos, like the like the entire um, the entire platform, we have the free Wiser security uh, version. Um, you can just go to wiser-training.com and sign up and uh, you can so there, you can start training your employees. So there's really no reason to wait. Right. Uh, if you've been on the fence, whether you should do it or not, you know, this is, a free version and and in my opinion it's better than the ones that you pay for i honestly believe that because when we do something we don't say to ourselves oh this is free so let's do a less better job like we consider all of our um all the companies that are using our platform as customers yep. and then there is the boost version this is the paid version if you ever do choose to upgrade and that includes phishing simulation compliance training like hipaa ccpa all of those things gdpr mm -hmm. uh, games uh policy management um, a lot of other things that um, companies that will want to take it you know one step further yeah um i think it's the right the right you know choice if you want to do a little bit more than the, the basics and it's also very affordable the prices are online everything is transparent you don't have to call us to get pricing yep. you, you can just you can even buy online to be honest uh yeah that's uh that's a little bit about the platform 
great. That, well, this has been uh, really good today, Gabby. Um, finally, um, in your career so far, what's been the biggest uh, change within the field of cybersecurity? Um, I think it's just, you know, there is just more and, and more attacks. I think, I think what happened during the COVID, at least that's what I feel. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think um, crime in general mm. also moved to work from home, you know? Yeah. So right. <laughs> a lot of, uh, it's not just uh, regular businesses that are now, you know, working from home. Uh, I just see the opportunity for more criminals has grown. It's easier than ever. You see businesses that offer crime as a service, let's call it that way. And, you know, and like people that don't have a lot of technology skills now can join sort of the crime family and start attacking individuals. Yeah. So unfortunately, you know, that's the bad part. And, and it requires us to be much more aware uh, than ever. So I think just the amount of cybercrime, I think, has been growing exponentially the past few years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if to attribute it to COVID or not, but uh, it just became easier for anyone to to go to crime. Yeah, great. Okay, well, gr- great way to end there. Uh, we, we appreciate your time today. Any final comments? And, um, you know, uh, just as important, how can listeners get a hold of you if they want to connect with you? Um. So last comments is... I would say stay safe online, take this serious, um, teach your kids. It starts at home. I think yeah. it's, uh, a, it, it's a basic life skill that the entire family has to, um, in my experience, uh, practice on a day-to-day. So educate yourself. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Gabriel Freelander um wiser and you can also um send us an email to support it uh wiser-training.com but you can dm me directly on linkedin um i love talking to people so i would love to connect with you and you know chat and stuff like that that's great well uh, again we we appreciate your time today gabby uh have a nice rest of your day and look forward to uh speaking to you again soon thank you very much for this opportunity to talk to you Yep, no problem. Well, that wraps up episode 105 of the podcast series. I encourage you to please rate us on iTunes or the other hundreds of outlets where you may be listening to this. Uh, So please provide a comment. And if you are listening to to this via our website, which is unusual, but if you are, uh, there is a section at the bottom there where you can drop a comment and let us know how you found uh, this uh, podcast. Until next time, have a safe and productive day. Thank you. Mm -hmm.